I'm Mark Ellis. Welcome to the Authentic Self Podcast. We're here to give you ideas and inspiration for living a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about gratitude. We often get too wrapped up in everything that's wrong with our lives. Feeling grateful and thankful for the good things in your life can get rid of stress and help you feel that your life's actually pretty good. To discuss this, I'm joined, as ever, by Tamar Groneveld from Quantum Potential. Hello, everybody. And by Rose Dipple, who's someone who's made some big and very interesting changes in, in her life, and I think definitely changes for the better. So, Rose, hi. Hi, everybody. So, Rose, would it be fair to say that, that you've learned to be grateful? Yes, I have, through practising gratitude and um you know, using what I've learned from a very interesting book to practice that gratitude, and it's now part of my daily life. Brilliant. Okay, so just to get, to get started and and to tell us, uh, to tell the people listening a little bit about about your background, just just give us a bit of your story. So, where were you, and what changes did you make, and and how has that affected your life? Yeah, I was working very long hours, traveling a lot early starts, late finishes, working weekends to keep on top of training needs for for the staff that we were employing throughout the group. Um, And just no time for my family, no quality time. Stressed, tired, panicking that I wasn't going to achieve everything that I needed to achieve within the week. Um, through Through a very busy schedule, that's where I was at the time. And in January 2015, Tam invited members of her gym to come and join her on a Mind Masters Alliance six weeks program, which is something that I, th- I really thought I needed. It was looking at where you want to be in your life, setting goals and what you wanted to achieve out of your life. So I went home and talked to Phil about it, my husband, and I wasn't sure whether he'd be happy about me doing it because it meant more time away from him and we had precious little time as it was. Um, But to my surprise, he actually was happy for me to do it. I later found out that he was extremely worried about me because I was so stressed. He'd try and talk to me about easing up a bit and I would sort of snap at him, I'd get angry, you know. I just was so wrapped up in work at that stage that, you know, I wouldn't listen to anything or anybody about it. And how long had that process of being stressed and wrapped up in work, how long had that been going on by this stage? Seven years. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the job, but at the time I just had no time for me and for my family. My daughter needed me, Bill needed me, and I was just work, 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 work. The only saviour, really, was training in the gym with Tam. I'd come at night, quite often miss, if I was stuck on the motorway coming home. But that was my life then. So I took the opportunity of joining Tam's course because I thought it would do me good. I'd had great results in the gym. And I thought, you know, this is something that I really need at this point in my life. Okay, so tell us a bit more about what it was like being in that group and... 
what uh, what sort of questions did you did you ask yourself and, and what sort of answers did you come up with? Well, when, one of the first things we did was a worksheet of three goals that we wanted to achieve. And we had to write physical, emotional and um, material goals. My physical was to have more time for training because I loved my training and it's good for me. I'd had great results and I wanted to do more and keep up my health and fitness. The emotional goals was more quality time for me and my family together to give Phil back his happy, smiling wife, um, a better work-life balance and to have the freedom to be able to use our motorhome. We'd both worked so hard to get this motorhome and we weren't using it. Material goals was to find a new career, possibly, um, be able to take my girls away on holiday every year, to have the time and finances to help and support my daughter, Tony, because she's bringing up two girls on her own, to own another MX-5, and to get a dog. <laughs> Those were my goals. <laughs> so I'd started working on them. We did meditation, we did all sorts of things. And I'd go home at night and I would listen to Tam's relaxation recordings and I'd work on my goals. I'd see us going traveling. I'd see us walking on the beach together with the dog. I'd see me helping Tony and helping her financially in all sorts of ways, helping her. And slowly but surely, that started to sort of take over. I'd look forward to getting home at night and going to bed and listening to my relaxation tapes. So I talked it over with Phil. We had a long chat about it and he said, I'm worried about you. You're stressed. You're permanently stressed. Um, you need to think about doing something else. And at that moment where you handed the resignation in, did you have a, a master plan for what you were going to do next? No, we talked about it. And I, I, Phil and I had said, well, take time out. Decide what you want to do. You know, don't just rush into the first thing. And I knew, I'd discussed it with Tom, I said, I do not want to go back to full-time employment. I'm going to do something else. So I left at the end of April. By the, end, by the end of May, I'd got a job. I'd got two jobs, um, both part-time, both working flexible hours to suit me. I was self-employed. I'd got my car. I was helping Tony. I'd got time to spend with her and the girls. Um, and Phil and I were enjoying life again together. I was back to my happy, smiling self. And making that change, you know, giving up a job that you'd obviously worked really hard to to get and had been so important to you. I mean, that must have taken a, a massive leap of faith to, to do that. What gave you the, the confidence to think I that... I think working on, on um, the stuff that we've been working with, Tam... Um, doing meditation, visualisation. It was really calming and relaxing. And it made me look at what I'd done throughout my life. You know, I'd got so much to be grateful for. My health, my fitness, a wonderful family, beautiful granddaughters, a lovely home. 
you know, I'd got an awful lot. I'd got skills as well. You know, that they were all things to be grateful. And I, I just knew that there was more out there for me. It was just a, a feeling, if you like, that there was more, more out there for me from what I'd been visualising. And you mentioned in, in passing earlier that the, there was a book that was very influential, particularly in terms of thinking about gratitude and being grateful for what you've got. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, early on in um, Mind Masters, we'd watched a little bit about The Secret and we'd been given it to do as homework. I'd listened to it and watched the film. But I think at the time, I'd not really, really taken it on board because... We were doing so much stuff. I'd never, ever done anything like that before. And it, um, you know, it was take, it was so much to take on and absorb at the time. So later on, when I sort of grew in confidence, I'd start looking at other stuff online, recordings to meditate by, and I'd come across The Secret again. Um, watched the film and really enjoyed it again and bought her book, um, Rhonda's book, where she'd actually, the, the audio book where she'd narrated it herself. And it took you through the whole story of her, um, her life in chaos itself, um, her being given um, Wallace Wattle's book on the science of getting rich. And that had sort of inspired her. She'd gone on then to research it and go and find the teachers that she needed because she wanted to make a film of it. She found all the teachers, but it was her journey to that, making the film and then writing the book itself, which was a worldwide bestseller. And the journey that she'd gone on and how gratitude had paid such a big impact in her life. And thinking in the context of your, your own journey, what have you learned about the, the importance of, of gratitude as far as you're concerned? For me, it's like, you know, I always thought I was grateful, but, you know, you only really sort of think of it when, you, when something happens and you think, you know, oh gosh, I'm, you know, I'm really grateful for my health. But to practice it daily is amazing. You know, you it just fills your life. It's not complicated. It's so easy. I mean, to this day, I'm still practicing it. It it just fills your life with joy and happiness. And were there certain things that you were more likely to take for granted, if you like, than, than others? I listened to The Secret, but the book that really did it for me was the book called The Magic. And that came to me as a gift. I was at a cinema and there was a bookseller there and um, he'd said, uh, I'd asked him if he'd got any of her books and he said, yeah, I've got one, it's the magic. And uh, I said, oh, well, I'll buy that. When I've got a quiet moment, I'll come over and buy it off you. Anyway, it didn't happen. I was really busy and I, I couldn't get back to him. So um, he came at the end of the day over to me and said, here's the book you wanted. And I offered to pay him. And he said, oh, no, no, it's a gift. So I thought, I've got to do something with this book because it's come to me as a gift. And it's, you know, it sounds amazing. 
So I started doing it and started doing the practices. It's a 28-day program of gratitude, being grateful for your life, money, your dreams and desires. And some of it, there are things in it like, you know, you go into a shop and you've got a grumpy um, assistant, but it flips that by saying, you know, don't, you know, be ungrateful to her. Be grateful for the service she's given you because you don't know what's happening in her life. And by you being nice to her or saying something nice, saying something caring to her and thanking her and genuinely meaning it, would probably be the best thing that's happened in that girl's day. You know, so the things like that, you know, being grateful for the services we have, electricity, water, um, you know, buses, coaches, cars, transport in general, things that you just don't think of. Your bin men, you know, the postman, and actually say thank you to these people and mean it. So, you know, those were the things that I had never even occurred to me to do. The authentic authentic self. self. So, Tam, I mean, if gratitude is such a positive thing, as we've heard from Rose, why aren't we all more grateful naturally? That's the key, isn't it? I mean, grateful, that feeling of being grateful um, is very rewarding. But typically... People take a lot of what they've got for granted. And the reason for that is not because we're nasty or horrible people. It's because that is actually how our brain is set up. When we learn something, anything, walking, something functional, for example. Let's take walking, for example. When you're a child and you learn how to walk, it takes a long, long time. And it's really, really difficult, actually. But once we've learned it, that learning becomes programmed into the mind, right? Now we can get up in the morning as an adult and you don't have to think about how you walk at all. You just get up and walk. You have to be like this because if every morning you woke up and thought, how do I walk? How do I get my muscle to do this or to do that so I can move forward and go to the bathroom? That would be a functional nightmare. You couldn't do that. So your brain is programmed so that when you learn something, you get it stored into the part of the mind and it becomes an automatic function. Right? And that happens with everything we learn, whether it's a functional program like walking or talking or whether it's an emotional program like learning how to feel love or learning how to feel respect. And because of that autopilot um, function, um, once you've learned something, you can do it automatically. You no longer have to be aware to do it. It happens automatically in the background and therefore you can forget about it. So for the vast majority of things that we learn, it's functional for us to forget about it and take it for granted. That's how we work. That is a very efficient um, part of how our brains work and we wouldn't want to change that because if that did change 
everyday life would be really problematic. Our brain is also programmed to highlight things that are negative or things that are difficult. We have to have a highlight on that because we need to see the negative so that we can adjust that to survive. There is, however, a big problem with this because that's how we work functionally. It doesn't mean that that's how we work emotionally. If we just worked on autopilot all the time, we feel a massive sense of unfulfillment, like something is lacking. So how do we kickstart our brain or force our brain if you like to be aware of the positive things as as well as the negative things are the techniques we can use yes so what happens is we have this autopilot function that's stuffed full of programs that we've learned and a lot of those programs we learned um, core programs in the ages from zero to seven now it very much depends upon the environment you grew up in to whether those programs are positive or negative like you could have a child that is in an extraordinarily positive environment growing up and has got all these positive programs in their autopilot and therefore they just work automatically in a very happy and um, chilled out way they don't really get stressed or whatever that is very unusual. Most people have in this autopilot um, program lots of negative programs from when they're growing up. So the vast majority of people have this sense that something about them isn't good enough. And that's the core problem because we then get caught up in this automatic um, functioning where we think that our programming is our true authenticity, which it isn't. So we're programmed almost to think that we're not good enough. So in order to change that, sorry, I have to explain that in order to answer the question. Um, In order to change that, what we have to do is step out of the automatic program, realize that the programming isn't us, isn't the essential part of us, and start making ourselves aware of what is in our life and what is good in our life and what happens then when you feel that something is good in your life. This overshadows that feeling of loss and fills the gap between, oh, my program isn't good enough to, no, hang on a second, the program isn't me and look at everything I've got in my life. I am good enough. I might have to learn a new program to succeed in what I want to do next, but I personally, my authenticity, myself, is vastly good enough because I've done all this stuff. So you bring awareness to the things that you have achieved. You bring awareness to the things that are good in your life. You bring awareness to the people that support you. You bring awareness to what you have and what you've been given. You bring awareness to society, how it's given back to you. And if you apply all this awareness to the things that are great, which you've ignored because your mind has that function, then you start realizing, oh my goodness, I'm actually in the top 5% 
of the planet in how abundant I am just because I live here. How lucky am I? I mean, that is vastly lucky and that is something that everybody listening to this recording right now can probably say about themselves that they're in the top five percent of the entire billions of people on this planet in how lucky they are just to be sat where they are having access to listening to this recording right now and that's where it can begin and the key is just becoming aware coming aware of what you previously took for granted. That's all you're doing when you're listing a list of gratitudes. And so just to take this a step further then, if, if someone wants to, to take a positive, active step today to start moving towards this, to start having the kind of, you know, ideally the kind of results that, that Rose has had, how can they get started? It's exactly like Rose said, it's so simple. This is such a simple practice out of everything that I teach. This is the one thing you can do readily today, start it today, and it will have an effect by tomorrow. So I suggest that you get yourself a journal, a book, a notebook, anything. Even if you haven't got one of those today, doesn't matter, buy it tomorrow. Start today on a piece of paper. And before you go to bed, make a list of 10 things, just 10 things if you can't think of 10, that's fine. A list is of as many things up to 10 that you can think of that you are grateful for or that is good in your life. For example, one thing, if you've got two legs, be grateful for them. A lot of people haven't got two legs. You can actually walk. If you've got a heart that's beating in your chest, how lucky are you? <laughs> if you have... Um, a husband or a wife that drives you insane. You are the luckiest person on the planet because that is an opportunity for you to learn something new. Maybe sit and listen to them for a second. You have got food in your fridge, I am sure. Be grateful for that. You have got electricity in your house. Oh my goodness, there's so many people on this planet that do not have electricity. You can go to the kitchen and turn the tap on and water comes out that you can drink. That is hugely not the case in very many parts of the world. You have, if you sit down, so many things to be grateful for. And if you start just listing a few for you every day, you will find out that in a week, how different you feel. Now, I'm not just saying, right, oh, I've got two legs, I've got um, two hands, I've got heart in my chest, and read it like that. Oh, no, you have to weight it with emotion. You have to feel how good that actually is. You have to become aware of what that means to you. If you didn't have it, what would it mean? But you have got it. And Rose, does this resonate with your experience? Yes, definitely. And I was just going to add, before Tam said it, about you've got to really feel it. You've got to say thank you and be really grateful for those things. That is the important bit and the most powerful bit. The other thing that, um, ha that I do is I do the 10 things to be grateful for every morning. And the last thing at night, one thing during the, pre the day that you're really grateful for. 
so that you go to sleep with gratitude and you wake up with it. It's so empowering. And how do you, you know, some people might be there cynically thinking, well, you know, okay, I've got, I've got two arms, I've got two legs, I've got a heart, um, but so has my next door neighbour, and you know, she's got a Porsche Cayenne in the drive as well, which I don't have. <laughs> How can I be grateful when there's someone next door who should be even more grateful than me? How, how do you get past that that feeling that I guess most of us have that, that you know, of envy? Okay, that's a really, I love that question. I think that's brilliant. Um, that might take a bit of practice, but my answer to that would be to feel grateful that you've got a neighbour who's got that Porsche Cayenne so that you're inspired to get one of your own, a newer version. How fantastic. She, she or he has shown you what you really want. Maybe you didn't know you wanted that before. But that maybe takes practice, I don't know. Um, these things, I mean, when you're building a habit like this, start easy, start easy with yourself and get the results so that you can see for yourself how it works. And then work around these things, if you know what I mean. But if you can get an experience of how powerful this is first, even if the third one of your gratefuls is, oh, my neighbour's got something more than me and I might like that too, put it in there. It's fine. It's fine. One of the simple things that I started doing from what was in the book was whenever I was in a herring hurry, I never, ever got a parking space. I'd go into town and I'd be cross because I'd be driving round and round and round. Now, I'm grateful for every parking space that I get. And I think about it when I go to the gym in the morning and it's always busy. I think about that parking space before I get there and I'm grateful for it. And I can guarantee you, if there isn't already a parking space there, there's someone about to pull out so I get a parking space. On the subject of money, in the book it takes you back on being ungrateful for money um, and the practice that she took us back on that was to go right back to your childhood and list all the things that you were given free of charge, like clothes, a home to live in, food, holidays, television, birthday and Christmas presents, pocket money, you know, all these wonderful things that we had as children that we just took for granted. And we take for granted that we've got a salary that we're going to get paid at the end of every month. You know, how many of us are actually grateful for it? It is extremely powerful. Great. OK. Well, I think that's probably a good place to to leave it for today. Tam, anything uh, coming up that you want to share with the audience in terms of events, workshops, etc.? Uh, yes, we are very excited to um, be hosting a retreat in Crete this year from the 5th of October to the 12th of October. And uh, Catherine and I will be going to Crete in May and you will be seeing lots of different photos of what you can be expecting on that retreat. So if you're interested on maybe um, booking your place on that or finding out a bit more, please go to our website at quantum-potential.co.uk and on that website also is a free three-week program that you can subscribe to and 
gratitude is part of that. So if you want some support in um, starting this process, please click on and do that three-week program and it will help you through. Brilliant. Thank you. And and one thing just to say, we're, we're hearing more and more from people that are listening to the podcast, but if anyone's out there listening and enjoying this, if they could share with all their friends by social media or just by telling them about it, that would be, be great. Thank you. So the only thing that remains to say is, first of all, to Rose, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure to have you. Thank you. Tam, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.